Welcome to the J-Train Podcast. This is J-Train, Jared Freed, coming to you live from the Southern Quarantine Cabin in Boca Raton, Florida. That's right. Every Monday and Thursday, your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's how it works. That's how the donuts get made. You listen to the show, you get your ha's, you have a good time, and then you tell somebody. Tell anybody. We'll take them. And, and some people would say, well, I don't have any single friends. They don't need the show. No, they need a laugh. People like other people's problems. This isn't just a, re- a single person show. We take emails about people in relationships, married, divorced, cheating, not cheating, loving, hating. We take them all. So I'll take all of your friends. And I say it every time. Mama, papa, sister, brother, coworker, anyone with ears. We'll take the earless community too. I'm okay with that. And listen, I got live shows, live shows, live shows. Yep, they're happening in states that will allow it. Socially distanced shows. Tampa, Florida, Tampa, Florida, Tampa, Florida. Get those tickets to get those tickets. Des Moines, Iowa. That's right. I, I, I don't. Des Moines. I'll go to Des Moines. Tampa seems a little bit more luxurious, even though it's probably not. Tampa has kind of its own reputation. I think it's. I think it's the strip club capital of the world. So, you know, I don't think your priests are going to want to go there. So, so listen, to each their own. I'm also on YouTube. I want you to get subscribed on YouTube. I got some fun, fun, fun in the sun going on on YouTube. I also, Patreon, we're doing big things there. If we get to 1,000 Patreons, I'll do a live stream of the Princess Diaries. Yeah, that's right. The Anne Hathaway classic. I will live scream The Princess Diaries only on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Jared Freed. Patreon.com slash Jared Freed. Let's get to our guest. I'm very excited. First time on the show. Hilarious comedian. Eagle Wit, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me, man. What's up, Jared? It is a pleasure to see you. Um, everyone right now, I want everyone to go follow Eagle. He's hilarious. He's hysterical. At Eagle Wit Official. That is his Instagram. It's going to be all over my Instagram. Also, he has a Comedy Central. Would you call it a special? What's going on? What What would you call what's what you have out right now? Because people can watch you and laugh at your jokes while they're sitting at home in their cold apartment just wondering when things will let loose. Like, this is the perfect opportunity to get involved with you. It's a nice pandemic set. We filmed it outside and stuff. It was different. Uh, you know, Comedy Central gave me a shot to do do a little 10-minute sample. A 10-minute set. So this is a 10-minute set, which I think is a perfect number for anyone that's watching, listening here to pause the podcast, go to Eagle's Instagram, at Official, and in his, in his bio is the link directly to the set. Are you getting good feedback? YouTube is a tough place. I, I'm, I'm starting to make my way into YouTube. Are you feeling... I'm afraid of YouTube. Like, I, I, I'm afraid of, of dealing with a YouTube commenter just because they seem to be, like, the most... They're, like, the black belts of hate. It is... Uh, you know what? The first... It was up... I'd say the first half an hour, first hour it was up. I was like, oh, this is bad. Like, it was just all hate. And then it switched. It was like, you know, it just switched halfway through. I, I, like, I feel like uh, I did, like, a really, like, social commentary type of set. And all the conservative white people jumped on, and then the black people showed up late, like we do. <laughs> 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 but they showed up, they showed up late. 
that is hilarious to hear because it is, I mean, based on my fears, this, this is exactly what I'm talking about. They're, the haters are just waiting there. Like, like the, I mean, to tell people the, tell people the title of your YouTube. Uh, <laughs> it's literally, uh, what would happen if cops shot white women or something like that? Yeah. White women? So, so in, with that being in mind, I'm like, they must like, it's almost like they get an alert, like uh, a keyword went off for like the, the, like the, like, like the alt-right community. Like we have to get angry. Right. I mean, immediately it dropped at 12, at 1201. There was so many comments hating me. I was like, oh, this is <laughs> I was like, you guys didn't even watch the set yet. It's a 10-minute set. It's 12.01. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's actually comforting. Like, I, I, I'm actually comforted by their hate being so irrational that it's like, oh, it, then they just hate anything. It doesn't. They're not even watching. They saw a title that said, you know, woman. And it's like, game over. <laughs> I mean, that's really, I mean, they're so excited to comment. This is what they do. I feel like people who go on YouTube and bash, it's like their hobby. Yeah. 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 And I listen, it is, uh, you know, there's a famous quote like pity the qu the critic. Like, you know, like I do think like I, I think criticism is a good thing. Like, I don't think there's any comedian that thinks criticism is a bad thing. Like we, we go on stage every night to make bits better. Like we are the, the most practiced version of a lot of things. Like there's a lot of people doing less practice to get to where they're going than we do. Oh my God, we fine tune everything to such a disgusting level. And, and yeah, and so it gets to the point where it's like you do have someone that watches 30 seconds and is like, fuck this, that you're like, go fuck yourself. I have gone on stage 7,000 times to make sure this bit worked. Oh, yeah. Or they'll derive something from what you said that's technically not what you said. They just don't know how to comprehend things. And well, like, I'm not going to they're they're masters the haters the losers as i call them are masters of finding moral authority so if you're if your job if, if all you do is sit online and hate on shit and get angry you really don't do much else it's not like you're out making money it's not like you're out like having sex it's not like you're living a full fun life so the only way for them to really like win is to be morally correct so they'll say like the name of your bit is what if cops shot white women? It's like, nobody should shoot anybody, you know? Like, and you're like, what? That's <laughs> exactly it. They're looking, they're looking for something. They're looking for something. It was fun watching them get drowned out when the good comments started coming in. And I'm like, Oh, you guys look stupid now. This is good. Yeah. It's, it's like the, when the Avengers show up at the end of end game, when it, you hear the music change and all of a sudden the little, you, do you watch Avengers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, and he, he when they all of a sudden everyone starts showing up behind, you know, the <laughs> Avengers, and, and like you know, uh, the 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 final war starts up. It's like the good people finally, the rational people who actually watched your bit show up. Yeah, man, it was nice. It was it was refreshing. I went back after a couple hours. I was like, okay, because I was feeling shitty the first hour. I was like, this, oh man. Well, that's the thing people don't understand. It does feel shitty. Like I have people that will go, just don't worry about it. They're just stupid YouTube comments. It's like no. You have to digest it. Absolutely. Also, the people who will be like, don't read the comments where it's like, no, I do stand. This is what we do. We need yeah. to see how it goes. Well, I want the feedback. I want to know exact. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I. It's very, uh, you can only understand if you understand. It's one of those things. For sure.
sure. So so listen, I but I I'll say everyone needs to go follow Eagle right now at Eaglewood Official. Go go go! It's all over my Instagram, and you can watch the special right now. If you're on YouTube, this is an easy click for you because you're watching on YouTube. Just move over. It's on the Comedy Central page. That's it. It's on the Comedy Central page. Comedy Central stand up. And listen, I'll say this. I've seen Eagle on stage a hundred or more times. He's fantastic. You're all going to love him. It's a great set. I've watched the set. It's great. So go watch it. Go follow Eagle. And he's got a podcast that's not out yet. Maybe. We're not sure. But it's coming out. And it's called Willfully Ignorant. So get involved with Eagle right now. Follow on Instagram. Follow on YouTube. Go watch the set. And then you're all set up for when his podcast comes out, right? Uh, Jared, you're the GOAT. Absolutely. Listen, let's do some emails. You ready? Boom. I'm excited. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. <clears throat> Got a little frog in my throat. This this first title gets me. It's called Boyfriend Fart Concerns. It's my favorite title yet. <laughs> and well, listen, as a boyfriend who farts, I'm very I'm immediately interested in this topic. As a boyfriend who farts. Yeah, this is my this is my this is my strength. I know this world. It is me. Are you a farter? Would you consider yourself a farter, Eagle? I'm a farter, but I'm real like you know, I'm shy about my farts. I, I, I try. I try my best not to fart all the time. Around you're, you're not. You're not pushing them out. You're not doing it for like I'm. I'm a person like my girlfriend. Like it's. It got to the point where she was. She was like, "It's enough." Like I think it's the funniest thing in the world, and I'm like, like I'm doing like da 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 da. Like and doing the fart on the end, like I think that's hilarious. <laughs> it's funny. I'm laughing. See. <laughs> so let's see what the email is, Jared. Thanks for doing God's work. Here's my question: Been with my boyfriend a little over a year. We have seen a lot of different sides to each other, good, bad, and the ugly, and still love being together. But I've never heard him fart. Oh, so this is the opposite. She's never heard him fart. Should I be concerned? For context, he has family in the UK but grew up in the Midwest. I feel a bit more relaxed, less classy when it comes to farting than he is, LOL. What does this mean? I've asked him about his farting and he just says he is silent or farts in the bathroom. Is this a red flag? Thanks for everything. Not so silent but deadly. So what do you think? Is this a... Do you think this is an issue? To, like, Do you think this is like holding back your social media from a girlfriend? Like, Is this something to be concerned about? I don't think so. I think it's fine. I, I could see how you would feel like, uh, you know, maybe there's an intimacy, you know, piece missing, right? Mm -hmm. um, I hear you fart, but you could just be shy about that one thing, you know, if he's treating you right. I think that's fine. You know, I wonder when he says silent farts, does he like, is that like, a, does he hold his butt cheeks apart? How does he make it silent every time? Well, that, I mean, I do the thing where like, if I'm in close company, I'm like, I'm tugging at the, you know, that one of the cheeks to try and let that thing like seep out. Yeah. yeah a little, yeah. Like a, like a balloon that you're, uh, you know, that you've untied. I, I, it's funny because some people just aren't farters. And, and that's why I asked at the beginning, like, like, what, are you a farter? I think like every, I, I, I think the word you use is perfect intimacy. And it's hard because like we, we get, bogged down by the loud things we hear so like my boyfriend farts is an easy relatable subject 
to talk about amongst mixed company. So it's easy to go, well, my boyfriend doesn't fart. And it's like, no, that's just the easiest thing to talk about. That doesn't mean you two aren't intimate. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. It's just a simple, simple topic. Yeah. So I understand the thought where you're like, well, what could be wrong if everyone else is out here just ripping them on each other? It's like, no, no, no. Everyone else is better. It, that's a conversation that can be easily had or joked about or memed about or or put on, out into the public. You and him going, you and him spending a night together holding hands, that's neither interesting, funny. It's none of these things. So no one's going to talk about that. But that's just as intimate as him ripping a fart and laughing while you smell, you know, how horrible it is. Also, I mean, you know, you guys stay together long enough. You never know. You might regret wanting him to not fart. You know what I mean? (laughs) Fuck, I wish you could go back to not farting. Absolutely. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Here's another one. Slow texter. Are you a, what's your texting my my text game could be a little bit slow. My text game, Re- purposely or or not by accident, it's just it's just how you are. Just how I am. I'm not I'm not very good at responding to text. I do respond to them. I will get to them, but I mean I get to them almost the same speed people get to their emails. Like I, it's very like it's like a really little, yeah. I don't know. I mean, occasionally if you catch me, my phone's in my hand. You text me something interesting. I'm gonna text right back, but a lot of times I miss texts. That's interesting. Do you read them and go, I'll get to this when I get to it? Like, I know some people that will read them, go, huh, and not feel the need to write back, ha ha. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? No, I don't do that. No. No. That's so like you're, not even, you're not even looking at your phone. No, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm either not looking at my phone or the notification will come down and I'm doing something on my phone. So I'll just like swipe it back up or I'll uh, read it and then get distracted. You know what I mean? So, so you're not like, like I'm a little bit, I guess, I, I guess the description, I, I hate when people like self-diagnose, but I guess I'm, I would consider myself like a phone, a, a, uh, OCD person where if there's that number in the right corner of the text box, I'm like, I got to get back to it. You're not that person. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Okay. But who knows what the number is on my, oh, okay. Pick it up right now. What's the number? All right. Let's see. We've got, uh. 29. See, that's crazy to me. That's that's insane. That's insane. That's insanity to me. I, I, I wouldn't be able to live with myself right now. I would be I would have to stop this podcast and go, we'll do this tomorrow. I'll live comfortably for about two days. And then if it hits like 38, I'll be like, oh, maybe I should check. Maybe it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> On YouTube, everyone just saw my reaction was total shock and awe. I, I can't. So let's read this. Hey, Jared, love the show. Long time listener. I've gone on three dates with a girl. So this is a dude email who is the slowest text responder I've met. We're both in our early 30s. She consistently takes anywhere from six to eight hours to respond to me. When we've hung out in person, I've actually never seen her use her phone. We've made out a few times and we really seem to enjoy each other's company. I see some potential with her, but I'm wondering, is the slow texting a red flag? Is it something I bring up or do I just take comfort in the fact that she's consistent when they're with the approach? Thanks for all the help. So what do you think, Eagle Wit? I actually think that's not that bad. I, I get that you want to communicate with her, of course, girl you like or whatever, but I think that's not that bad. I think if anything... Mm. You know, I think for a nice call, a FaceTime, that's refreshing. 
And and just out of the blue, like, what's going on? How are you? What's the call going to be? I think so. I mean, I've always noticed that whenever you, especially like a, like a, well, sometimes not a FaceTime, but with a call, you know, girls are like, they like it because they're like not used to it. Everybody's trying to text nowadays. Sure. I'm with you. I, I, I like this email because the question isn't the question, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like the question this guy's asking isn't, is it a red flag that she gets back to me slowly? Because guys ask questions. Guys are really tough with asking for dating advice. This guy, and, and, and that's why this show, we get 86% female emails. So when I get a dude email like this, we have to kind of dig in. He said he, he's been on three dates with a girl and he says that they're both in their early 30s and he says that this could be we seem to enjoy each other's company and he's never seen her use her phone when they've hung out. But, uh, you know, they've made out and and hold on. We've hung out in person. I've actually never seen her phone. We've made out a few times and I see potential. This guy has to start with. I like this girl. Yeah, I like this girl and I'm afraid that I like her more than she likes me or more than I should or I'm getting a hot, I'm getting ahead of myself, which is a knack. When a woman writes this email to us, it's different. It's just the woman spells it out. I like this guy. I see potential. I need, I don't want to get too ahead. I don't want to be crazy. The guy asked this and he's like, is she crazy? <laughs> is she crazy? That, no, she's just getting back. But Crazy. <laughs> What's that? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, you cut out. Crazy. I'm sorry. Forget how I feel. Is she crazy? Exactly. That's exactly what he's doing. And listen, it's a guy thing. It's an ego filled thing. It's a I don't want to be vulnerable thing. So I'm letting him off the hook. But I would say to him, start with talking to yourself. I like her. Mm-hmm. And what Eagle just said, what you just said is so true. When you admit you like her. Give her a call and show interest and and let her know, hey, I just wanted to check in with you. I was just thinking about something you said the other day or something happened today that made me think of you. Like, don't just call like, oh, I don't know. Hey, what's up? No. <laughs> also, also, uh, if she if you see her whenever you guys go out, she's never on her phone. You know, it's not a you problem. She just doesn't yeah. use her phone like that. And a girl who likes you, as long as she responds, that's proof that she likes you. I've always found yeah. like she's just not going to respond ever well that's the thing that's a that's a perfect point to bring up because a lot of people this guy titled it slow texter that some people will call that a bad texter no a bad texter is someone who like kind of answers you doesn't give you any answers never commits to anything no this is just her pace you have to understand this is her pace understand you kind of like her you 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 know you like her you want to see where this could go and remember, I would just lean on actual effort. And the actual effort is, will she make time for me when I ask her to make time? And, and lean on that. So you have to go, hey, like, so I would be more worried about next dates and less worried about idle chatter. So what's the next date? What's the next plan? You like her. Maybe you've been on three dates. Maybe it's a little bit more of a chilled out plan. Maybe it's a more loose plan. Maybe it's a daytime hang. Maybe it's a walk. Something, you have to make the next step. I don't think this is a red flag, but I think this is you admitting, hey, I maybe need to open up a little more and be vulnerable and ask for things that she might say no to. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yo, there's a reason why Jared got why you guys love Jared. That was great advice. <laughs> J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Eagle Wit at Eagle Wit Official. Go follow, go follow, go follow. The link in his bio will take you right to his 10 minute Comedy Central. We'll, we'll call it a special because it is special. It looks great, it's a great bit. Go, 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 go watch it. Become an Eaglewood fan at Eaglewood Official on Instagram. Help is their hope. Okay. That's the name of this one? That's the name of this one. Okay. We're, I think this is, okay, <clears throat> this might be from abroad, which I love an abroad email. The guy I am interested in just published a Facebook post on my uni student group about a girl he talked to at a bus stop in the hopes of finding her. I can't believe it. I thought that only happened in rom-coms. Ha ha. I am sad. I thought I could maybe have a chance, but after this, I'm not sure. He's about five years older, but in the, but is in his first year of uni, same as me. I don't know if it matters, but maybe he's looking for someone older. Is there a chance? Should I be more intentional and transparent with my feelings so I don't regret anything? Or should I take this to mean... That he is clearly not interested in look for someone else. I am afraid of being perceived as ridiculous for being interested in him or not taking a hint somehow. Would appreciate any help or insight. Not the girl from the bus stop, but love the pod. Thanks. So what do you think? I feel like I've been very glass half full on all of these. Uh, yeah. I don't think this is that bad either. I think, uh, you know, he's single. You know, people are going to continue to hunt while they're single, especially guys. Mm -hmm. uh, and doesn't mean that you're out of the race. It just means that, you know, he saw a girl he thought was hot, wanted to see more. But also, you know, you got to make yourself, you got to make him know that you're interested to some extent. You know what I mean? So he knows you're in the race. Yeah, I, I, I'm I, with you. I mean, the part of this email that is the most, um, that we know the least about is probably the most important. She writes, the guy I'm interested in. So we don't know what level of communication they've ever had. Are, are you in his study group, uh, have you gone on dates? Have you hooked up? Have you never spoken to him once in your entire life? Are you as distant from him as he is from the bus stop girl? This Ooh. is like, you know, this is like looking through, you know, like like a mirror that keeps going on and on and on. Like, it's like, you know, you're looking at him. He's looking at her. She's looking at someone else. Like, so we don't know. I, I, I would say to her, I, I agree with Eagle, make it. This doesn't mean you're out. It just means he's out there looking. And again, he might have gotten as far along as you have. Mm -hmm. Right? She's emailing us about him. This is as much. This is similar to his post on Facebook. But. Oh, wow. That's true. That's a, that's a, that's a very good point. You know, like I. So I, I do think like it's. I, I do agree. Like I can't tell her how to feel like this does. Um. This is disheartening to see that, like, oh, yeah, he, he's attracted. There's someone that he's literally attracted to that he's, like, looking for. and But she writes, help is their hope. There's hope. But you ha you, there's only hope in you being willing to get turned down. Like, there's no hope if you're just going to sit here and watch him make posts on Facebook for the rest of your life. You have to say that, you, you know, right? You have to make a move. Yes. There's like, no We'll make a move. Yeah, so and and that means losing again. You said the guy I'm interested in. I don't know what your deal is with him or what your relationship with him is at this point, but you have to be willing to lose whatever that relationship is 
to maybe have a different type of relationship. But that's the only way it happens. Only way. Got to take the shot, which you could possibly miss. Yeah. And, and, and it's like, hey, I if I were you, hey, I wouldn't reference the Facebook post. I mean, what sucks is if you do pursue, he goes out with you, you're always going to be thinking, who is this other woman? What made him reach out? Like, you do have to be honest about it at some point, don't you think? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Damn, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, it, it feels insignificant to me. It feels like, you know, maybe if you could just get your mind past it, you don't have to ever bring it up because then it's going to be like, well, were you watching that hard? He might look at you as like a jealous type of person. You know what I mean? He might judge you based off the fact that you actually paid that much attention to it. Sure. It, it, it really depends on the confidence level where, where we can't teach confidence. But like, I do think a confident person could kind of laugh at the, the nature of it. Like I, like, I think I could go on a date with a woman and have seen this post. I, think, I hope I'm confident enough, even though, listen, we all have our confidence issues. I'm just saying I think I would have the ability to go, I'm a great guy. If she's here on the date with me, that means she wants to be here. But I have to know what made you... <laughs> you know what made you go 90s rom-com what made you do the sleepless in seattle like i would want to know it could be a funny answer it could you know it could be an answer what? that's great conversation up yeah it, it would be good day conversation i would think like at the, at the end of the day you'd be like like if he gave like a fun answer to that you'd be like okay i've gotten to know you more but but you have to be unafraid of like you have to be able to sit on a date with someone I mean, the reality of life is all of us are on dates with people that would fuck other people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah, but that doesn't mean they don't want to fuck you. Absolutely. That's where I think of this situation. I think, like, yeah, he liked the girl, but that doesn't mean that you don't have a shot. You're still in the race, too. Exactly. There's a million girls out here. There's billions. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Hello Tushy. New rear, new you. In 2021, don't just make a commitment to wash your hands every time you poop. Go the extra mile and wash your butt. I gotta say, I love Hello Tushy. I am such a fan. I, I like any product that can help you help yourself. Okay, what do you mean, J Train? What I mean is you get the Hello Tushy, you're going to feel better because now instead of rubbing sandpaper across your anus, you got a cool stream of water that's cleansing you and it's going to save you money. You're going to use less toilet paper and that's one of those things that you didn't think you wanted or needed to save, um, save money on. You didn't think... Oh, we got to cut down the toilet paper consumption. No, 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 no. You were like, this is how much we use. You didn't even know there was a way to save money with toilet paper, and now you do. And this is a product that's going to make you feel good. It's going to make you look good because you're going to walk a little taller. You're going to be more confident, and it's going to make your wallet just a little bit heavier than it was last month. And I love that. The future of toileting has arrived. Okay, it's technically been around for centuries, but hideously expensive, costing thousands. Now, the brand new Hello Tushy 3.0. This, this is another thing I like. I like that they keep improving it. They made a better mousetrap and then they were like let's keep making better mousetraps 
This is the 3.0 Modern Bidet Attachment is here to level the playing field. It's stylish, eco-friendly, easy to install, and affordable. Flowers die and chocolates go stale, but a bidet is the gift your Valentine will be thankful for every day. It is a fun Valentine's Day gift. I mean, it is hilarious, like you're buying someone a bidet for Valentine's Day, but it is a show of love. Hey, I want you to feel good. I want you to have this luxurious experience every single day. Hello Tushy 3.0 doesn't just cleanse your butt with a precise stream of wa uh, fresh water. It cleans itself before and after it's used with the Smart Spray automatic self-cleaning nozzle. Love that. It attaches to your existing toilet, requires no electricity or additional plumbing, and cuts toilet paper use by 80% people. So the Hello Tushy bidet pays for itself in a few months because with Hello Tushy, you don't wipe it all. You just poop, spray, dry, and go. I do a dab. You know, one square gets the job done. And sanitation is simple. The Schmutz Shield offers easy cleaning and the knobs are naturally antimicrobial. Plus, every Hello Tushy bidet attachment comes with a 60-day risk-free guarantee and a 12-month warranty. So... Listen, people, that means it's going to work. They they trust it's going to work. They made a product that lasts because companies don't just do that. They don't just say, give it a shot for 60 days. They don't just say, yeah, we're going to guarantee the 12 months. That's amazing. Already got a uh, tush on your pot. Upgrade to the 3.0 model. If you're new to the revolution, join millions of happy Hello Tushy customers right now and have a clean butt with every flush. Go to hellotushy.com slash JTrain. Let me say that again. Go to hellotushy.com slash JTrain to get 10, 10, 10, 10% 10 off. This is a special offer for our listeners. Go to hellotushy.com slash JTrain for 10% off. That's hellotushy.com slash JTrain. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Native Deodorant. Listen, new year, new me. I love having a goal of the new year, and one of those goals should be a fresh start. We all are looking for that, and maybe it's I. I love little changes. I love going from you know the deodorant you've been using every day to a new, fresh-smelling one like Native, because you know what. You need a change. You need a refresh. Native cares about what you put on your armpits. That's why their deodorants ingredients list includes things you actually heard of, like coconut oil and shea butter. Another plus, none of their products are tested on animals. Almost everything is vegan. Native is a risk-free to try. Every product comes with free shipping within the U.S., plus free 30-day returns and exchanges. That's great, because I know a lot of people, they're like, okay, natural deodorant, I don't know. I was like you. And then they're they're so confident they're gonna give you thirty days to try it out, give it a shot, and and let's see what let's see what it does. I'm telling you, I'm using it. I love it. The smells are great. They have different smells. You can get a few of them and kind of change it up. They the, here are the options. They have a line of sensitive deodorants for people with baking soda sensitivities. That's great. And plastic-free deodorants if you're trying to cut down your plastic consumption. Plus, even an unscented option if you're all about your natural scent. See, there we go. That's what I love, Native. They have great scents, but they also have all these other options that make you feel good about buying it. And if you want to try something a little different, check out their rotational seasonal scents. I love that. 
over Christmas. They had like a candy cane one. That was fun. It put you in the in the it put you in the the mood. You can even subscribe to Native, so you'll never have to sweat about running out of deodorant again. Make the switch to Native today by going to Native Deo. That's Native Deo dot com slash J Train, or use promo code J Train at checkout and get 20, 20, 20 percent off your first order. That's nativedeo.com slash JTrain or use promo code JTrain at checkout for 20% off your first order. JTrain podcast at gmail.com. JTrain podcast at gmail.com here with Eagle Wit at Eagle Wit official. Go follow. Go follow the special 10 minutes of your time to have a laugh. Oh, he's doing you a favor. It's in the bio of his Instagram profile. Okay, let's do this. How do old people date? Now, Eagle, you're a young gun. How old are you? I'm 26. You're 26. I'm 35. This is a person. I I like where this is going because maybe you and I can give the different perspectives of a, you know, younger male, little bit older male. Because I think this, this email will work in great. Jared, feather, feather to Jared and a regular and a singular feather to this week's honored guest. Okay, you get a feather too. Tonight, I went on a date with a 40-year-old guy and me, a 23-year-old girl, is wondering what to expect. I have had a stomach bug and haven't eaten in four days, but went to get two drinks and I'm pretty saucy writing this email. Okay. (laughs) We didn't kiss at the end of the date. We were in his car because he drove me back to my car. So I don't know if there was really a good opportunity if it if I didn't lean in initially. I'm usually the one to make the first move, but the man was 40, okay? I was nervous. Listen, no no shame here. Anyways, should I expect to hear from him with the next few days? Should I text him first? If he doesn't text me first, what do I even say? I'm sure he doesn't want anything serious with a 23-year-old, but I thought he seemed pretty normal and fun. Honestly, would love for him to show me some tips and tricks in the bedroom. Thanks for all your wisdom. Hammered and horny. So I love this email, man. <laughs> it's a good email. It has a lot of um it has a lot of awareness to it. I think she's being hard on herself when she's like what could a forty-year-old want with a twenty-three-year-old? I, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 if even at thirty-five, I, I don't think I'm looking. At, like I, I'm, I have a girlfriend, but I'm saying, I, I think there would be a certain divide past a certain age, and especially like, I think everyone like to me, twenty-five is like that age where you like get over the hump into like having your own, especially for guys. I think, I mean, that's like a scientific fact, right? Yeah. I mean, I just got out of a relationship with a girl who was, she just turned 21. So wow. She was 19 and I'm 26. It's not crazy. The age difference. Like I met her when I was 24. It's not the craziest age difference, but it was mentally, I could tell I was like, Oh, I should probably be with someone a little bit older. Like it was, Listen, I, I'm not proud of how immature I was at 23, but I, I'll, I'll admit, like, opening a bill, like, at 23, like, like figuring out, like, you know, like, like electric bills and, like, doing things on time and having a schedule, that was all beyond me at 23. And I, and I don't think that's 
I don't think that's an unreasonable thing to to think of someone in that at that age. It is not not like a harsh judgment of the person or their character. Just like it is what it is. It's like you know, you know, it just is what it is. It's like a time thing. I don't know. It's it just takes you know you gotta like get you know it takes experience to realize the error of your ways. Listen, I woke up. I'm 35. I woke up this morning and I like, and it had been a while since I'd like made my list of things to do. And I was like, and then I made the list and I was like, man, what am I doing? I should be doing this. I feel so much better when I make my list. And it's like, even at 35, you're trying to improve, but it's only off the lessons of, you know, three weeks before. So many lessons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So what do you think, you know, should she expect anything different from a guy older? You've been in a situation, you dated a younger woman. What what should she expect? I, I, I don't think... To me, I don't think it should be much different. But what do you think? Um, I, I think for me, it's more. It's. I mean, it's it's tough. I think. Uh, I think she's almost right. Well, it depends. Some guys like really younger girls, especially like mm-hmm. there's like forty year old guys out there that are you know into that um, and want to be in a relationship with a girl that's younger. And twenty three is not too bad, I guess. My 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 question is more of um. It seems like it, it's not even a question. It seems like she's okay with not getting more from him. Like she's very sure. like, no, you know, I'll throw the pussy. Like whatever. That's what he wants. That's fine. <laughs> I think that's a cool concept that she's okay with that. She's like, all right. What? Well, the, yeah, her email does say, I'm sure he doesn't want anything serious with a 23-year-old, but I thought he seemed pretty normal and fun. Honestly, would love for him to show me some tips and tricks in the bedroom. Here's what I would say for her. And this is kind of a lesson for dating it doesn't matter how old you are or how old the person start worry about your own comfort and not the other person's comfort. And I think a lot of guys, I think like, I think anyone of a certain age is just done wasting time. I think what happens when you get into your thirties is like, you're like, I know what I like and I know what I don't like. I'm not going to waste my time on the things I don't like. Like I'm not going to, you know, sit in a chair that isn't comfortable just to make someone else happy. So I think he's going to seem more selfish. Like, I think he's going to seem maybe more direct than guys you've dated that are younger. But I would tell her, and because I can only speak to the emailer, don't hold 23 against yourself. You you write, I'm sure he doesn't want anything serious with a 23-year-old. That doesn't matter what he wants. What do you want? What's What is your thing that you're getting out of this if it's you want fun you you want you if you say in your email normal and fun and would love for him to show me tips and tricks in the bedroom let him know that and let it be known and don't sit here and be like well i'm just 23 no 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 no. you're in it you're in it with the dude you know act like you belong because you do that's a great point i mean you're at the date you belong there you know what i mean yeah doing life if you're a part of it there's a reason you're there yeah, so I and I would even like again, this is an opportunity. Let's look at the opportunity in the learning experience. This is an opportunity to act more boldly, act more on your feelings. You know, stop being worried about being too much or too crazy or too whatever. Because with this guy, you want fun and adventure and you I would be so yourself that you can be comfortable being yourself with someone that you're looking to get more serious with. Like this is an opportunity. Like I'm not saying Again, this could be misconstrued as you're using the guy, but I don't think you are. I think you're showing this guy like, hey, like I get to act like so myself because I kind of see you as a as a fun 
intermediary to until the people that I do hit it off with that are more my own age and, and someone I do take seriously. For sure. I think that's that's perfectly put right there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the idea that he's going to text differently. No, 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 no. A guy is a guy is a guy. He's going to text how he texts. He's going to get weird when he's done hooking up and he and he wants to break up. He's still a wuss when it comes to ending it. He's going to be the same. A 40-year-old is sadly very much the same as a 25-year-old. Absolutely. That's so funny. The description of how we are, but ending it is so true. Oh, my God. Nobody fears an ending more than a guy. I mean, like this week, uh, Dale... And um, Claire from The Bachelorette just ended their relationship. And I've given all of my opinions on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Jared Freed. But um, it was interesting. Just now, before we started taping, they released a statement. And Dale claimed to release a joint statement. And it's such a dude thing to be like, we both respect this relationship we both enjoyed it and then claire comes out and she's like so there was a quote-unquote mutual statement she's like no no no. here's my statement and it's like oh that's the that's the guy's worst fear it's just like oh okay <laughs> yeah like oh all i wanted was this to be done with and it's like no she's like i'm not done yet so it, it is it, it is a fear of a lot of men j train podcast at gmail.com j train podcast at gmail.com here with eagle wit at eagle wit official go follow go follow go follow let's do this one it's a little bit longer is that okay oh my god i'm excited i like these okay recently married x keeps contacting me why uh-oh oh, oh it's, wait there's more right oh there's an email <laughs> you ready <laughs> i was ready to jump in i got so excited off that okay go. okay here okay just wanted to start by saying I love your podcast. Wish I uh, would have discovered it sooner. Thanks for all that you do. So I started dating a guy when I was in college. We were in an on and off topsy-turvy relationship, she writes, for almost four years. Things ended very abruptly when he told me that he wasn't in love with me and he didn't want to see me anymore. Even though I was crushed, we would still sleep together every once in a while between other relationships and talk frequently because I was young and naive and hoping he would change his mind. Needless to say, the entire thing was very toxic and went on for way too long. For context, I'm now 27 and the end of our relationship uh, situation shit. She's really, <laughs> I mean, she's put shit instead of ship at the end of all. I don't know, she's. She's still a little angry about this, I think. Sounds a little frustrated. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Was over four years ago. So this was, she was 23 at the time when this was all going on. The reason I'm writing is because even after all the mess we went through, we still always remained friendly and would text every once in a while or message on Instagram. See, that's a problem. It's like, she said, listen, I'm, I can only speak to the emailer. I, I agree she's dealing with someone who didn't, do uh, relationships in an adult way. I'm not letting him off the hook, but I can only speak to her. She's calling it a relationship, relationship, you know, whatever, shit, shit, shit. But now they're messaging friendly and text every once in a while. And it's like, you have to let them know that this isn't a friendly place to text. This this hurts you. And I, I don't think he, again, I'm letting him off the hook, I guess. Someone could say like, Jared, don't defend. I'm not defending him as much as I'm saying like, you have to let someone know what they're putting you through, right? 
Yeah, and it continues the toxicity when you just keep that line of communication open. I always like I'm a firm believer in when it's done, it's done. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you guys are both completely over it, like completely, like no relationship talk, that uh, then you guys can be friends, baby. But like way down the line. So she writes, the messaging became more infrequent three years ago when I got a serious boyfriend who I'm still dating. And he began dating his now wife. About two years ago, I saw that he had gotten engaged. We hadn't spoken in a while. But I sent him a text to congratulate and wish him well and genuinely thought that would be the last time we ever spoke. Fast forward to a couple months later, and he began reaching out to me more frequently. He would text me random things that reminded him of me and respond to every single Instagram story I posted. Uh Uh-oh. Even if it had to do with my boyfriend, as it got closer to his wedding, he was messaging me constantly. I was really confused by it and finally got up the nerve to text him and sent him a message that said the following. Hey, blank. I'm sorry if this seems forward, but you've been reaching out to me a lot lately, and I just wanted to know if there's something you feel like you needed to say to me. I think that's very direct. I, I, like, when you send a message like that, Eagle, what is your first thought? Uh, I don't know if she's going to like my answer, man. It- but I think we're thinking similarly because I, I, I would like to hear what you think because when I see that message, that is, to me, it, it from his perspective, would sound like, tell me, yeah, it's an opening. Tell me you love me so I can run away with you. 100%. That's what it sounds like to me. I didn't want to say it. But that's <laughs> what it sounds like to me. Well, I'm saying we're too say we're- romantic so we can leave our people for each other. Give me the rom-com ending that I've been looking for. Listen, I don't mean to make assumptions on her problems, but I'm saying she wrote into this podcast. We're two straight men sitting here listening to the story. I asked you for your answer because I had a guttural response to it, and I was looking to see, because maybe I'm wrong, but we are two men. How far away could we be from the douchebag that she's fucking dealing with? (laughs) We know how we'd react to the email. I mean, that's how I'd see it. I'd be like, oh, she likes me. Oh, she still likes me. Okay, so she writes, he didn't respond for an entire week, and when he did, it was in the middle of the night, and I'm pretty sure during his bachelor party. His text back just said, sorry, wasn't ready. Hold on. So he, she writes, hey, Blank, I'm sorry if this seems forward, but you've been reaching out to me a lot lately, and I just wanted to know if there's something you feel like you need to say to me. And then he takes a week and on his bachelor party, maybe sorry, wasn't ready. Maybe know. she, maybe he's saying I was, I wasn't ready to respond to this or he didn't have words. But, but to me, when he writes, sorry, wasn't ready. That is him being as flirty as her, her, her opening. That's him engaging in the opening. Like if I'm her, I get that response and I go, okay, maybe there's some sonnet that's being written. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, okay. and it's, I mean, it's also such a tease, you know, it's such a like yeah. ease of communication that'll just keep you in. Yeah, it's not, it's shitty of him because it should be either run away with me, which that's a very low chance of that happening, or it should be, I've gotten ahead of myself. I need to stop. I am sorry for intruding on your life. Consider this the last text I ever sent. That, that's the only way to be kind of respectable at that point. It should be, but that toxic energy carries forever, man. I, you know, you can't yeah. get something's toxic. It's toxic, and he he's being toxic with that email response. I feel like, I feel like the whole thing's messy. 
It's messy. So she writes, I thought this was an odd response and I was sleeping when he sent it. So I didn't respond until the next day. In my head, I'm thinking, what the fuck? Ready for what? But I ended up just responding with, okay, I understand. Uh, go with the, go with the first thought. Uh. He never answered back. So we come to now and he's been married for about four months and we haven't spoken at all, which is fine with me. So he, he took that. So he, that basically chased him away. But that should, he, let me say to her, that should tell you everything. This is an impulsive text that he's sending you. You guys have an on and off relationship. He comes to you for a ride on the emotional roller coaster. That's the only answer because the minute you you did give him an opening, one that both Eagle and I understood as an opening for him to make his move and he chose wasn't re- uh, uh, wasn't ready. So just know he told you exactly what he's doing with that response because then four months goes by and he doesn't get in touch. And that's the, and that was the perfect analogy to the ride on the ro- emotional roller coaster because he just wanted to get up again. That's it. Yes. Get up again. And then once he got there, he was content and that's and a, a, your feelings into your, you know, thoughts. Yeah. And, and, and it's also something that's relatable. Like I think a lot of people have that person that they go to that, that is everyone has their roller coaster. Everyone has their person that they like, ah, I I know we're not going to be together, but I'm sending this text because this is fun. And and both people engage in it because it's fun for both of them. And there's the hopeful, you know, kind of like you're a little bit naive, but like you're a little bit hopeful that maybe this is the time. And and it's like, it sucks because I, I understand. So she writes, so we come to now, he's been married for about four months and we haven't spoken at all, which is fine with me. Then last week, completely unprompted, he liked two old photos on my Instagram. He's back. He's in line for tickets. Jeez. Oh, man. This confused the hell out of me. And I want to know what you, if you have any idea about what he could possibly still want. Is he trying to get my attention so I'll message him? Is he just fucking with me? I don't get it. My boyfriend thinks that maybe he wants to apologize for all the shit he put me through or that he'll, he still loves me. I don't think either of those are true. However, that makes no sense to me because he's married and also told me he didn't love me a long time ago. Would love to know what you think about what he, what he, what he could possibly want to say to me after all this time. Thank you in advance. So, Eagle, considering these, so his most recent action after not talking to her for four months, after being married for four months, running away from her opening that she kind of gave, now he likes two po- old photos on Instagram. What's he doing? This could be this could be the the thirsty dude that I am, but I, is. I this is a lot to say, but I I think he wants to fuck. I think I think he wants that old hookup back. I think he's a little bored in this marriage. You were probably you guys probably had a great sex life together because toxic relationships tend to do that. Um, and he probably just wants he wants a rerun real quick, but. I mean, he doesn't. I don't. I don't think he he really wants you back. Back. I don't think so. The the best thing. You're exactly right. I think the most the most uh, true words you said is real quick. This is all he wants. It's a re, he, this. He comes back to this relationship again. We'll go back to the roller coaster metaphor. He's coming back for another ride on the loop de loop, and he wants a little. Marriage is consistent. Marriage is a little bit boring. Marriage is comfortable. There's not a lot of loop-de-loops when you're in when you're married. And especially if he has kind of trained himself to use you for excitement over these past years. Wow. So 
I would say that it's not that he loves you because he already had the chance. You gave him the chance to express his love. He ran away from that. So he doesn't love you. He's not here to apologize because I don't think he realizes how destructive his behavior is. And that's, again, someone could look at me and go, Jared, you're giving him, um, you're letting him off the hook. Okay, I think he realizes it's destructive what he's doing, but I don't think he realizes the severity of the destruction. I think he's too selfish to realize. He's he's in his own, he's thinking for himself. He's thinking about himself. He's not thinking about you. So he can't. Absolutely. Eagle, you, you nailed it because this is all narcissism. This is all, I feel bored. I need excitement. Let me go to the person that excites me. And again, like this is why it's so difficult. He thinks you're hot. He thinks you're fun. He thinks you're um, a, a, a trustworthy person. But that isn't what he's coming for. That's why he comes, but that's not what he's coming for to like enjoy forever. So again, I don't know what else we can say. I, to me, if I'm her, you got to block on everything and you got to end it with him because you gave him the last text you sent where you know you wanted you said anything to say to me you got your answer from that text even though he didn't give it you need to send one more text or you need to either block on everything phone instagram everything you either block on everything and just get away from it or you give yourself an ending and you go hey i just saw you liked my pictures it is actually destructive to me and my current relationship you you've done this a lot through our history Every time you come back, it kind of puts me in a place that I don't like to be. I'm asking you to stop. I am ending this between us. I do not want to hear from you again. That's, I mean, that's as straightforward as you could be. I don't see a problem with that route. And I also don't see a problem with the blocking route. I kind of think your route is even better, though. The straight up communication so matured, so like put the law down. And then if it goes further, then you can start like blocking or whatever. I think that's the best way. Yeah, I, and it's it's hard. This is easier advice to give than it is to take because it's such a long thing. But I I mean we answered this along the way. It was uh it's it's all you could do. The J Train podcast is brought to you by ExpressVPN. People, we all are a little bit aware of being watched online. I I can tell you right now, you pick up your iPhone, you sign into Instagram, all the ads are something you've been thinking about that week. You've been Googling that day. And that gets a a little worrisome. I'm with you. I don't want people watching my every move. Does it make sense that the same company who controls half of online retail also passively eavesdrops on your private conversations at home? What about the idea that a single company controls 90% of the internet searches, runs your email services, and gets to track everything you do on your smartphone? Big tech is more powerful than most countries are, and they profit by exploiting your personal data. It's time to put a layer of protection between your online activity and these tech juggernauts, and that's why I use ExpressVPN. Think about how much your life is on the internet. Sadly, every site you visit, video you watch, or message you send gets tracked and data mined. Are you sweating a little bit now? I didn't mean to worry you, but we got to let you know that these things are happening. And if you're sweating right now, ExpressVPN is where you got to turn. But when you run ExpressVPN on your device, the software hides your IP address, something big tech can use to personally identify you. So ExpressVPN makes your activity harder to trace and sell to advertisers. ExpressVPN also encrypts 100% of your internet data to keep you safe from hackers and eavesdroppers on your network. And ExpressVPN does all this without slowing your 
your connection. That's why it's rated the number one VPN service by CNET and Wired. What I like most about ExpressVPN is how easy it is to use. Download the app on your phone or computer, tap one button, and you're protected. Love that. So stop handing over your personal data to the big tech monopoly that mines your activity and sells your information. Protect yourself with the, with the VPN I trust to keep me safe online. Visit expressvpn.com slash JTrain. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S vpn.com slash JTrain to get three extra months free. Go to expressvpn.com slash JTrain right now to learn more. JTrain podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com here with Eagle wit at Eagle wit official on Instagram. The special is in his bio. Let's do one more email. Is that okay? One more. I love it. This is so fun. Okay. I'm happy you're enjoying this is, um, this email and we're going to do, it has a screenshot. I'm going to send you. Okay. Let me send you this email. Is that okay? Send it, bro. Okay, hold on. This is always the part that takes me a little bit longer. Okay, this is good. It's a little bit sexy time. I think we'll have some good opinions on this. Where are you sending it? You uh, DM it? I just I emailed it to you. Perfect. Okay. So I'll start reading the email while you get the email. It's got an attachment. We'll put it on the screen, all this stuff. You ready? Hi, Jared. You usually suggest talking openly to your partner about what you want in bed. I did the whole I had a dream last night thing to bring up some handcuff restraint idea that we've touched on. See screenshot. So to update the listeners that may not know, I have said to people that if you want to like let your significant other know about something you'd like done, you let them know, you tell them exactly what you want done in bed, but through a dream you had. And you end it with explain the dream explain why it was so hot to you and then just say i'm so wet or hard right now just like let them know and then they should pick up on that and be like let's recreate it tonight basically let me give you your dream is is what the partner you would like the partner to do should i'm not going to say should you know they're going to respond kindly whatever so let's read the the text you ready i'll be her you be him okay you were in my dream last night, monkey over the, with hand over the face emoji. What was it, man? You handcuffed me, haha, which I've never done before. And you, we should be playing sexy music over this. I hope we're playing sexy music. Okay. You handcuffed me, which I, I've never done before. And you did that thing where, where we're laying side by side and you wrap your legs around mine and hold my arms back. And then it's a sweating emoji. And then she wrote kinky thoughts, spelled thought. Mm, let's do this. Dreams to reality. I'd be nervous, but down. Ha ha. I Listen, this sounds promising. This sounds exactly what I... Right? Sounds great. This sounds... Working around. This is going according to plan. He even wrote, you know, a, a, an R&B lyric, dreams to reality at the end. I love that. That's a, that's a, contra- that's a binding contract. That is beautiful. Yeah. 
She writes, I got a good response, but now I feel so embarrassed, LOL. I regret saying it. I doubt it helps that I grew up in a religion that demonizes sex. I've never said like stuff like this, and I'm wondering what he thinks of me now. It reminds me of when you come after watching some gross porn and are like, what the fuck was I watching that? Yikes. Ha ha, just me? <laughs> no, you're not alone. I think we've all been there. We all do that. Uh, right? So <laughs> let's, let's start by letting her know. Even the joke she wrote, she wrote, ha ha, just me. We have all watched kinky porn that we've shut the computer and gone, what have I done? <laughs> yes, 100%. So so let's start at we I, – I don't think she wrote anything wrong in her text. I don't think she is, has anything to feel embarrassed about. But you can't tell someone how to feel. But I think we – I want to give – I want to let her off the hook because right now we're two men sitting here going, sounds perfectly – nothing here sounds weird. He is not judging you harshly at all. If anything, he's probably super excited by this side of you. Absolutely. She writes, my question is, what happens if someone isn't into what you suggested? Also, the other way around. I know that he said sounds agreeable, but you, but only you know how your partner texts you. And to a rando, it seems supportive. But I know he te- how he texts, and he seemed a little weirded out. Anyway, to back, to back out of this... Or let him know it's just an idea, not something I'm, like, dying to do. If it matters, we've been dating since Biden's win, so over two months ago. That's I like she's – time is in Biden wins, so over two months ago. He was actually my Airbnb host, so we were living together for about five weeks. Definitely sped up our relationship. Feels like it's been much longer, signed, cringing, hard. Thank you. Love all your stuff. So what do you think? First of all, Airbnb host – Wow, that is like, that's hot kind of in itself. It's kind of interesting. That's like a movie or something. Absolutely. Um, second of all, I, I mean, I don't know how he texts. I don't text the guy, but it seems like the texting is fine. I mean, you know, the, mm, that's, you know, something I'll text if I'm a little turned on, the triple M. Uh, dreams to reality sounds like he's he's with it. What was it, babe? Sounds sweet. I mean, he doesn't, it seems. Well, here's what here's what she tried to do. She wrote, I know he sounds sounds agreeable, but only you know how your partner texts you. And to a rando, it seems supportive, but I know he sa- how he texts, and he seems a little weirded out. No, 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 no. Don't do that to yourself. Here's, here's what I'll say to her. Here's my response to her response is, you're texting differently than you, so why wouldn't he text differently than you? Ooh. Also, right? Also, also, text has no tone. Always remember that. Always remember to off of a text. That's a bad assumption. But that, that's the thing. Text has no tone, and you are texting. You said this is outside of how you've ever been. This is Your whole email is on the subject of, this is something I've never really done before. So you've never texted like this before. So you don't know how he responds to this text. You don't, you've never ever brought this to him, so how would you know how he responds to it? Exactly. So maybe, I, I. so it feels like, and I don't want to make assumptions, but I'm going to, you're in your head a little bit. You're, you're trying to, and what I would say to you is you have two people sitting here going, this sounds great. I, and, and she says, what, uh, my, what happens if someone isn't into what you suggested? I don't think that's really, to me, I think most guys, and Eagle, you can give me your opinion on this too. I want your opinion. Most guys love that women are just thinking about it. Love that you're taking... We want a director. We want someone, even if it's off the board, something we never thought of them doing, we're going, okay. Like, I think there's... I, I And again, 
you need to eagle do you agree with that or, or disagree very hard to uh make a guy sexually uncomfortable especially through like a text we're just i joke about it on stage we just get more and more hyped up even if it's something that we didn't think about it's just yes that you're like thinking of us sexually and trying to explore different ideas sexually absolutely and i would say to you what you need to do is just let them know how embarrassed you are about it i think that's okay it's not, I would, don't take it, to me, you could take back whatever you want. I'm not going to tell you what to do. But if this is something you really want, which is, it is something you texted him, own that you want it, but also let him know how nervous you are to let him know that. Because the minute you're vulnerable, then he can let you know, then he, vulnerability produces vulnerability. So if you're say, if you're sitting there going, I'm just so nervous, I've never texted like something like that before, but I trust you and I like you so much and I, I'm so physically attracted to you that I, for whatever reason I felt comfortable telling you. And he will, a, a good partner will go, I'm so happy you told me. Let's, let's take it slow. Maybe we start with me holding your arms instead of going straight to handcuffs. Maybe we start with, you know, and it, I think that's a, now that it's out there, you've done the hardest part. The, let's do the second hardest part, which is letting him know, like, I just want to let you know, this is kind of outside of what I used to, but I felt comfortable doing it with you. And that's going to be nice. I feel like that's a nice thing to hear as a boyfriend. You're like, oh, wow, we're, we're at that. You know, you feel that comfortable with me. That's hot. That's nice. It's beautiful. I'm with you. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Eaglewood, thank you for coming on. This was fantastic. Right, thank you so much for having me. Everyone go follow Eagle at Eaglewit official. Go, go, go on Instagram. His Comedy Central special is in the link of his bio. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Monday and Thursdays. We'll be back next episode. Boom!